they are once again Inspire Pro Faithful. Step into the light. Join us for another edition of Inspire AD. Can I get a raise of hands and a hallelujah? Miss, can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah, Max. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you can't even get that right. No. Fuck, are you fucking heathen? Um, yeah. I, I feel a burning sensation. I know we down. said that we were going to go away. We're liars. We are liars. <laughs> Big old lump of coal in our <laughs> stockings uh, uh, this year. Some, some other folks are about to get some pretty big gifts, though. You know, so. actually, though, this, I mean, we didn't anticipate on coming back. This this is all <laughs> just something that kind of uh, fell in our lap. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you haven't been paying attention, we're back. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's still kind of a, uh, on uncertain terms. Yeah. Um, so uh, several, I guess, several, probably like a month ago. Shit, this has been kind of coming together really rapidly. This is the fastest uh, I, I can remember a show coming together. So we were approached by the folks at Yellow Jacket Social Club, which is a long-standing institution at this point in the sin industry of Austin, Texas, a rather unique venue on the east side of Austin. Uh, and some of the folks there actually happen to be big wrestling fans. I guess one of the uh, one of the employees by the name of uh, Mike Rodriguez, a guy that I've known for many years and, and uh, whom is most beloved in our community, had gone to an exhibition at uh, Precision Camera over on Burnett near Anderson. And he approached me afterward and said, hey, what would it take to do something like that over here but with y'all? And he knew, he knew that we hadn't been running, um, but that we were interested in wetting our toes a bit. And I, I said, I don't know. Let's see what we can do. And, of course, we met up. We talked about it. And things have kind of gelled. Um, this is going to be a much smaller show. It's truncated. It's like uh, it's four matches. Yep. It's an exhibition. If you're paying attention, there will be no seating. Yes, standing room only. This is a smaller venue, standing room only. But God damn it, we're happy to be back. Outdoors, bring your sweater if you Out, need it. Outdoors, yeah. It's going to be a little chilly. It is, It is after all, the Christmas uh, season. It's Texas. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Hopefully it doesn't rain, though. Yeah, we're looking good. Yes, this is outdoors. And biggest of all uh, of, the attract, uh, of this attraction is that it is a free show. So it's our first outdoor show. It's free. There's no seating. And what's more, we're in a venue that is far more hospitality-based than any other venue we've ever been in. Come thirsty. Yeah. Like, this this is a real bar, folks. Yeah. This is, uh, <laughs> is going to be really exciting. And, of course, the event name is Bastards Don't Get Christmas Presents, which a lot of people have said, God, that's an evocative title. <laughs> but aren't they all, you know, coming from us, you know? Uh, but anyway, I've had a, a few people actually ask me... Um, where the show title came from. And being that this is the holiday season, uh, this means that suicide rates have skyrocketed. It's not a great time for a lot of people. And I myself have kind of a funny relationship with the holiday. Um, I was partially raised by my grandmother, who uh, passed away when I was fairly young. And I had an aunt who tried to slide into the role of family matriarch she wanted to be the one that uh, took over holiday gatherings, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, what have you. And uh, 
it was one year at our Christmas gathering after my grandmother had died. It wasn't it wasn't too long after her death, and uh, I I came from kind of an interesting uh, situation. Uh, I was biracial. My mother had me when she was quite young, and uh, so when. When I went to gatherings, I wasn't exactly embraced like a lot of the other kids who uh, who were in my family, which is ironic because a lot of them are tremendous fuck ups. Like they are, <laughs> like like they are the legitimate kids who came yeah. from marriage and parents who had actual no, careers, you no, know, real homes. None of that shit matters. Yeah, like, like in the, none of it matters. Hell no. If I'm, you're gonna be a shithead, you're gonna be a shithead. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm living proof yeah. of that. Full. I mean, I'm a shithead sometimes, but for the most part, I have my shit together. I've never been to prison, let's say. <laughs> Not yet. There, there's levels to this shit. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Excuse me, folks. I'm a little sick. But, hey, sponsored by PBR, so hopefully I'll get... I'll, get, I'll sound a little looser. They're sponsoring everybody. Goes, yeah, sure, sure goes by. Anyway, uh, I, I, I was at this family gathering, and all the kids are gathering under this big spruce, and, this, you know, there's lights and fucking Bing fucking Crosby's probably, you know, playing as the fire goes, and... I notice uh, that all the kids like have presents and all the kids are opening their gifts and I go to the tree and there's no gift for me. There's nothing that says Max. No Max tag. And I go up to my aunt, Aunt Lily. Fantastic person. And I ask her, what about me? Is there anything for me? And she leans into my face and she smiles real big and she says to me, bastards don't get Christmas presents. And I remember my Aunt Diane kind of like gasping and my mom being upset. And I was walked outside and I just stood on the lawn. And this, you know, having this, you know, this said to me, it was, I think, the first time where I realized that my uh, immediate family didn't really like me. Uh, and it was, it was a lot to swallow. And in my town at that time, like uh, Ventura, California, one of the things that they used to do is they had the weather helicopter fly around the city and they had a fiberglass Santa dangling from it that lit up. So you would see like Santa and his reindeer like flying through the sky. And I remember just thinking that phrase, bastards don't get Christmas presents in, in my head and dissecting it as I watched that fiberglass Santa fly across the city. And uh, I always said that if I did a, a, a biography or I wrote a biography or if I made a biopic, that would be the title. Because I think it really, it's something that's stuck in my head all of my life, and it's uh, defined me and led me through how I address holidays. So I, I had to give the show this name. I, you know, I think it, at this point, after this global pandemic, there have definitely been moments where we don't know when we're coming back. Because yeah. you don't know. Like, people go, oh, when this is over. And it's like, is this really <laughs> ever going to be fucking over? Yeah. Or is this just life as we know it? Do we need to readjust our lives and reconfigure and just find a way to move on, you know? Yeah. We're kind of at that point yeah. of this, right? What is, what is that? Uh, what is that dumbass broad that fucking there's this one female wrestler she's you know she's got a she comes from a lineage oh you're talking about uh old uh gordy's daughter yeah gordy's daughter yeah. Uh, miranda gordy um for a while there at the beginning of the pandemic 
she was just very adamant about pushing people together in as small a pin as she could because she was just well she's insane <laughs> and she's she's clearly not one of the brightest people I've ever watched interact with other human beings um, but there was there was simply no care about how how we were going to continue to do shows or how the business was going to persevere she only cared about the business she didn't yeah. care about the fans who were the life's blood yeah Y'all are why we do this. You guys keep it alive. Well, know? and and that was up at, at SWE, which has you know crashed and burned from corruption. Like surprise, surprise. That's what that's what happens when bad people run shit. Yeah. You know, that's that's a fact. And then when they they leave their wake, they don't give a shit. You know. Yeah, but we wanted to make sure that when we came back, it made sense. And even though we have another variant on the rise, you know, most people are vaccinated. They're masking. You know, and if you feel comfortable, come. If you don't, we understand. But I, I think this could be the last thing we do. We don't know. Who, who knows? That's not our goal, though. Yeah. Our goal is to really use this to parlay uh, our buzz into finding another home so we can start running regularly. And Kickstarter. And it, it, yeah. it's outdoors, which is Help, huge. Yeah, huge. Uh, that's that's So that's literally the first time I've heard that story. I was like, oh, it must be a movie title or like a punk album or something. No, no. It's it's it was me having my soul crushed as that's, a child. That's cool, man. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, not, I feel like obviously not the story's cool. Not not at all. But but in a in a, in a major way, it's uh, it's really special to take this thing, this thing that was said to me when I was a kid that was really awful, and hang it on something that I'm so excited and in yeah. love with. Yeah. I get to take this thing and twist it up, and and kind of reconfigure the biology of it and make it yeah. feel. Like, not a bad thing. So that's why this is really special to me as a show title, but also just as an event. I feel like, you know, I've, I've always had this mentality where when things suck and things are at their darkest, you have to punch back. You just have to punch back. Um, this is also going to be a unique show for me because this is going to be the first show where, like, I am actually babysitting my kids as I'm producing a show. Yeah. So if you see me that day and I'm stressed, guys, I'm fucking sorry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway. So, wait, we touched on SWE. So SWE is... What's yeah. up? They're in the ground? Yeah, they no longer exist. So <clears throat> I'll spill the tea. Um, Lacey Von Eric was... Uh, the, the show basically died they sold off their tv time to booker t's um reality of wrestling and while that was being done in the background lacey von eric was shopping the the company to try to sell it even though it had zero assets left so they were they were they were fucking scumbags to the very end um but yeah i don't i don't know what exactly happened that it it fell down or if the money just fell out that they were scamming from people that were disabled or what but yeah it's it is no more yeah the landscape of the business has changed drastically since we last ran yeah uh and that's we're coming back at an interesting time and i think we also we also suffered a lot of bullshit very gladly that i don't think we will going forward for yeah. example it, it it's down to Biss and I now. There are no other owners. That's not to say that we'd be opposed to somebody else coming in, but they'd have to 100% be on board with supporting the company. It wouldn't be about them, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's we have people who who live and die by what we do and are really proud of what we've accomplished. 
we also give people room to do what they want to do creatively, not just the wrestlers, but people doing the audio, the visual, all that stuff. Um, and I, I, I like to think that we are probably one of the few environments where following the call-out movement politically and socially, we are being as responsible as we can be. You know, we talked to Roxy Castillo about that, who, by the way, will be at Bastards Don't Get Christmas Presents uh, next weekend at the Yellow Jacket Social Club, December 12th. Be there or be lame. Yes. Anyway, she's going to be there. But she she was one of those people that really expressed um, concern going forward with, forward with how we were going to be conducting ourselves and how we would address any potential issues as they arose. Um, but let's continue. Let's talk about some of the people that aren't around anymore. Um, so, SWE, gone. Yeah. Uh, there is an Austin wrestling company that runs out of Come and Take It, run by Sean Hernandez. Oh, yeah. But, but do they even count? Like, they've only had, like, <coughs> one fucking show in Austin at Come and Take Really? Have yeah. they? I, but, for, but for the most part. Otherwise, it's been Lockhart, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, like, Austin Wrestling whatever the fuck, right? But, like, they run Lockhart and they ran uh, Sam Marcus. But also, it's, like, it's like all the scrubs that, like, Mr. B employed that no one else would touch. Yeah, and it's run by Joey Spector, who is, you know, we've all. Yeah, I still owe that guy a fucking ass beating, oh. by the way. Joey Spector, if, uh, uh, if you're hearing this. I owe you an ass beating. I'm just, I'm fucking done with shit. I'm going forward with my life. But there are people in this business, y'all have receipts coming. And when we come back, fucking nailing you to the wall. Joey Spector, you're fucking one of those motherfuckers. Anyway. Yeah, but Specs, like, tons of stories have come out about weird creep shit that he's pulled over the yeah. years like oh um, shocker you yeah. know look at him you can yeah. just look at yeah. him and you know he's a scumbag yeah and, and that's kind of like there wasn't any like stories out there beforehand like that people just didn't talk about but like yeah, I wasn't surprised when I started you know, well you know I mean he's not really worth talking about yeah. on his own merit yeah you know what I mean nobody cares about yeah. that guy fair um, but yeah, I, I barely even fucking recognize that group. That, not to go all cornet on it, but that's very much that's a legit fucking like mud show that's just running with people that can't run it, get booked anywhere else. Yeah, uh, it 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 offended me that they would talk about being the premier Austin company while running on Lockhart. <laughs> Apparently, they don't really understand how this shit works, <laughs> which is embarrassing. But yeah. No, it's a troll company. It's completely a troll company. I think they got ran out of RCW. Yeah. I don't know because I don't think I'm kind of cut off from that side of the world for events that we've talked about on the podcast. It's better to <clears> just <throat> it's better to just focus on yourself. But I still pay attention to what's going on with other companies. What's up yeah. with Mission Pro? Uh, Mission Pro is still running. So Mission Pro is running uh, multiple cities now. They're kind of touring the state and doing a great job of really pushing female talent to an extent. I think so. This weird Rosa and Lagreca feud, like Dave Lagreca, who's on Busted Open, which you know, if you've listened to that show, you have whatever opinion of it. Um, but it it gets a lot of attention, and she's gotten a lot of airtime for not only herself but the company. Um, and that show has fans that. Radio show has fans. Yeah, and and regardless, I mean, I'm I'm hoping AEW knows what they're doing with her, yeah. but I think she's poised to be like 
a breakout star on a really massive level if they just let her. Yeah, I mean, in, in all honesty, they're they're the closest thing to a shimmer run that we've seen in a while. Yeah, you know, so very female focused. Beautiful work over there. Um, ACW. Are they gone? Do we know? What's up? Crickets. I'm hearing that they're gone. Um, I also see from time to time, you know, the... uh, Hey, what do I got this title belt sitting in my fucking closet? Let's fucking start. When am I going to defend this again? And it's like... Really? Have you not been paying attention? Like, do you know? Not, you not, don't know what happened. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. But, well, should we get a Mohawk? Sh- I'm sure there'll be like <laughs> denial. Yeah. I mean, as far as like most people in that office, which there's only like one and whoever he's dating at the time, honestly, um, we do it every weekend, right? Yeah. <laughs> we were poaching his shit, but like, but, like there's also the the allegations that came out that are. You know, not hard to fucking, you know, confirm, you know. No. It doesn't take a whole lot to go, yep, that's what the fuck happened. Um, So I don't know, man. I I don't know if they're going to run with fucking whoever will jump in a car and show up from God knows where that doesn't probably need to be in the ring. And then whatever local guys that, you know, have loyalty there. Um, But I, I don't think it will run again. So... Elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. This is hard for me to discuss. PWR. Yeah. Uh, I see. You know, I. Do we talk about this or do we really kind of? I don't think we do. No. Yeah. This is the one thing on this show that I've been real cautious about talking about, but they've they've gone through some massive tribulation, and. Uh, I, you know, sometimes there's laundry that you don't touch. This is one of those situations. But they've gone through some massive overhaul. I don't know if the company is going to exist as it did. But let's just say that we don't think, or I personally don't think it will exist like it did. I think it'd be impossible for it to be exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. So there's just, man, there's just been a lot of stuff that's gone on over the the last two years. It's really changed. Yeah. Wrestle Circus came back and left again. Yeah. You guys got that one? No, that didn't happen. No, no, no. no. (laughs) You know, uh, we were supposed to do a, a, a fireside with Al. Yeah. He told me he wanted to do it. And then he just stopped. He ghosted Disappeared, me. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't um, see him much anymore. But yeah, I mean, the dream was I was hoping to get Al kind of back into it. Yeah. Work with him a little bit. But nah, because you know what that company needed? Booking. Excuse me, folks. I'm a little I'm a little under the weather. Yeah. Here. A chief financial officer, maybe as well. Yeah, maybe. Um, Maybe. So then the the one most recent um, heavy metal. You know, I got to say one thing. At least Al got all his shit in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for, for, for the, the, the bright and brilliant burst that that company existed for, he got all his shit in. And, yeah. You know, I, and I respect that, man. Yeah. It's like some people, like, it, 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 the, the term get all your shit in means, like, as a wrestler, you get out there and you, you really... Get all your shit and get all your moves and get yeah. get, get 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 all your stuff the, out the there from the crowd. The show be damned. Yeah, You're yeah. Get but your like, shit out you know, there. the thing is, is that as a wrestler, though, you hope that you have the longevity where you can kind of. <laughs> 
drop it like breadcrumbs, you know, <laughs> Hansel and Gretel style. But you should. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody approaches. But I think when you're a promoter and you're a booker yeah. and you're out there like doing what we do. You always approach your show like, well, we got to do as much as we can with whatever show we have. Yeah. And he had the means and he did it. And much respect to him, man. You know? Um, I've heard a lot from Jordan Lennox uh, over the last few months. And uh, I hope to work with him when and if we come back. Because I think that guy is malleable and has a lot of potential. But anyway, moving forward. Yes, heavy metal. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, Dunbar is uh, stepping aside. Um, This is, this is a weird one for us because this is, um, this is the first official word from like our, our little four, you know, four promotions of doom, five promotions of doom that ran those quote unquote littest weekends or, you know, where we would have, you know, three shows all on the same weekend and share talent and, kind of try to hype each other up and promote each other um now heavy metal is still going to stick around yeah of course it's got a there's a lot of a lot of people are doing the lifting it's not just one person but yeah he he left he uh, dylan left behind a a veritable royal tannenbaums of uh of babies to kind of run things i'm gonna say this am i allowed to talk about why he's leaving Dylan. I, I don't know if he's said it publicly yet. I will say this, Dylan. You're going to be fucking back. And yeah. I'll tell you why. And I'm speaking from a place that you know that I understand. Um, legacy, man. All the things you do, all the things that you accomplish, and all the things that you involve in your life, all that color... Those are things that you're going to want to pass on down. They make you who you are. And that's what you ultimately always have to give at the end of the day. So, I don't think we've seen the last of Dylan. I don't either. Yeah. I'm, I'm a cynical fuck like that, though. But um, I, I think I'm romantic like that. You are. You are. Yeah. I, I think that they, they um, you know, during the pandemic, they really kind of took took the flag and ran with it. Yeah, yeah they did. It, I mean, but also at risk, at cost. It, it, but 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 it always, always for the passion of it. Yeah. And also the thing that I can say about Dylan that I just ultimately respect the most is that he pushed it as far as he could. And when he saw at times that things were kind of in danger or things just weren't right, he... He pulled the plug and yep. stepped away. Yeah, he did. I respect the fuck out of that, which is more than you can say for a lot of other people out yeah. there. And I, you know, I'll say this: the uh, the Thursday Night Thunder concept that they had, oh yeah, um, and the Mall Madness concept that they had, I think were both. I I think they're very valuable ideas. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that will leave a lasting impression. It, it gave a lot of guys a chance to just get reps and get their character out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Um, but I think that that idea um, is very valuable and, and a big part of what he did. And then uh, Josh is stepping away as well, his uh, production guy. Um, and then his, you know, his co, you know, that, that's his, uh, 
as co-owner, co-owner at yeah. this point. Like, um, <laughs> that if you guys didn't, I mean, most people listening probably wouldn't have gotten a chance to see this, but it was like a fucking university as far as production. Like, yeah, they had people cycling through doing sound. It's, doing, it was an impressive machine, man. Yeah, like, really impressive. So that the the amount of knowledge that they they left on the um on the scene as far as being able to do production stuff which was greatly missing is a big deal too yeah um but i think knowing who's involved yeah they're in good hands i have high hopes i mean yeah. I, every everybody involved is a good person yeah and that's all i gotta say about that but i will say this Kiefer. Yeah. I feel like I feel like he's kind of like a soul brother. <laughs> like, I love that guy. Like yeah. I've never I've never hugged him. But I feel like after the the like the fucking last two years, the next time I see him, I'm gonna fucking hug him. Yeah. Like, you know, we have we've been distancing, we've been talking. Kiefer's an, a guy that I would love to get on a podcast episode if ever. Yeah. I tried to, but it just never lined up. But New Texas. Yeah. Yeah, important I've, I've, company. I've been, uh, moonlighting as a commentator over there. Yeah, I'm really you sparking my sack of shit. <laughs> I've uh, I've rekindled a lot of that stuff. Over yeah, there, so I, I, I yeah, I see I how you are. Death. I know how it is. Hey. It's like in in Monkey Shines when that dude gets hit by the car and his fucking girl leaves him because he can't fucking get it up. <laughs> I, know I know what's up. That's you, man. I know. I know. I, I keep my resume full, man. I got a lot of skills. Um, but yeah. I love how nobody asks me in any company to do shit. <laughs> so is you. See, this is why I remain bitter at the business. All you fuckers out there who, like, come over and kiss my ass and shit. Like, man, y'all going to Biss and asking him to do shit. I can talk, too. I can cut a promo. I can run a show. I am the, the ultimate fuck? baby face. Biss, come on, man. Did I, you know, I didn't just sit around and eat Whataburger while you guys were setting up chairs. I mean, I, come I on. I did. I did. You, well, I'm just saying. You know? Yeah. I'm just saying. But, uh, Nobody yeah. comes to me and goes, hey, man, you want to book an angle? You yeah. want to know why? Intimidation. Oh, I'll, give you, <laughs> I'll give you the answer. How many people are you reaching out to book angles for Inspire, right? What do you mean? There's nobody that we're bringing in to fucking stir the pot, right? There's one chef. To that creatively? Kitchen. Yeah. Well, no, because we don't fucking need them. <laughs> but, but, but they need me because I've seen their shit, <laughs> and it's fucking gross. So there you go. On, on some of these How is S- how are all, all these motherfuckers up in DFW should be calling me going, <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. They, they think they know what they're doing. But they don't. Yeah. Well, and speaking of DFW, there's one company I will point out that I'll give some props to. VIP has... Uh, continue to be what they are. Lugati. The Godfather. Yes. Lou's interesting, man. Yeah. Like, he... Everybody talks. I've heard things said against him and for him, but in my experience... I think I agree with both. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm fair. I'm with you, Lou. I like, I like yeah. him. I like him. I like him. Um, and he's... Dude, he's just... He's tough. Yeah. He, and and he's creative and he's good. Yeah, he's he, great. he has his vision of what um, wrestling is. and We, may, we all do. We Each may, of us does. Yeah, yeah, we may agree with it some days and disagree with it other days. But overall, he has been a positive on the, the scene as far as um, students that he's brought in and, and what he's done up there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like right. Lou. I like Lou. All right. F- fuck these other guys. 
Let's, let's oh, jump oh, into it. Are we going to talk about bastards don't get Christmas presents on December 12th? Only at the Yellow Jacket Social Club, bill time, 3 p.m. How much are tickets? Free. 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 Motherfucker. Free, free. Okay, anyway. Let's do this shit. This is getting too much like that fucking (laughs) gathering infomercial. I feel like a juggalo. Not far off. Anyway, yeah, so um, this was an interesting opportunity to really... You've done stuff. You did something in Houston. Yeah, we did the the Texas Independent Showcase. And that was an opportunity to show that we're paying attention. Yep. We didn't just do the same old, same old there. We wanted to show that we've been watching what other companies are doing. Not necessarily what they're doing, but who they're using. Yeah. You know? Because I think one of the things that's always kind of set Inspire apart is that uh, we'll see somebody being used. We'll see the potential of the wrestler and have a completely different idea of how to use them. For example, Keith Lee and NWA in Houston. <laughs> yes. You know, they were, they, he was like the big old fucking thick-necked Virgil, basically. Like, they weren't doing anything with him. Yeah. Like, they were, he was just like kind of showing up and kind of smirking and, you know. Like, let's be honest. I'm, I'll lay it out there. That was a show where it was like, oh, he was in the car load and they, they threw him a yeah. bone. Like, you know, and it's like... Yeah, no, we can do something there. Um, Tim Storm was very similar. Yeah. To, not, not similar to like he was just a guy that they threw on the card, but it was paint by numbers. This is the Tim Storm match. and Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so, you know, when you went to Houston, we chose a smattering of guys that hadn't even necessarily worked and inspired. They were guys yeah. we had our eyes on. But even as the world turns, we're not just going to come back and give you the same old thing, not to disparage what we were doing. It's just that the things, times change, faces change, the business keeps moving. And while we're going to be using a lot of the people that we really love and continuing some of the stuff that we were doing, this is an opportunity for us to really emerge and show people that we're still, what we're doing is fresh. Yeah. It, like, my feeling is, if we had been running consistently these past two years... This is where we... The been. roster would have evolved. Yeah. Um, this is... And, and this is it. This is, and, like, showing that. And this is also touching on what we just spoke about. Like, the landscape has evolved. Like, so this... I'm really excited about this roster because it's a beautiful mix of who we were... You know, and who we are, and and what changed, and and who we are, yeah, yeah, um, and what when you watch Inspire, like what we're gonna be, you know, so. So I guess we jump into this like by kind of reviewing what the first match will be. Yeah, I, you know, one of the things we're known for is our uh, grandioseness in terms of how we open a show. Yep. That was something that kind of evolved over the course of the seven years where uh, we learned to do what we do. And it is this mentality where we don't want you to feel comfortable coming into a show. Yeah, I want you strolling in thinking that you can be right. Run to that seat. Yeah, you you better fucking get there an hour early and be fucking ready. You know what that reflects, I think? That's the type of fans that we were. 
fight. I, when you were coming to shows, you were there, one of the first people in line. Oh, yeah. I waited outside of the Mohawk for literally hours and talked to people. So, so I would, when I would drive up to Denton or I would drive up to Dallas, right? I would be there fucking three hours before the show. Yeah. You know, because um, I wanted every inch of it, right? So, yeah, we want you guys to want every inch too, you know? Yeah. Um, but like that sounds gross. Um, but anyway, no. Like I'm just gonna let it I, go. I want you to know. I want you guys to feel like you need to be there. And if you miss any part of the show, you're fucking up. Yeah. And you know what? If you're missing any part of the show, you're fucking up. So we have uh, our our opener, which features three talents which have actually never set foot in an Inspire Pro ring. Yeah, so. and, and that's really exciting for us. But also, these are all guys that we've been watching personally. We watch, you know, videos that they post on YouTube, whatever. And we wanted to create what we thought was just this face-melting blend. This is just like, man... If wrestling were the bath salt and you were to smoke it, <laughs> this is this is what you'd fucking feel yeah. when you see this match. So we have uh, we have Nathan Bradley. Talk talk to me, man. You so, I knew yeah. a huge huge proponent of this guy. Yeah. So this is a guy um, that's from Houston. Um, just started out over there. Super athletic guy. Um, reminds me a lot of a young Matthew Palmer. Yeah. Um, has, has a lot of that stuff to him. Um, good looking guy. He's a guy that's been under the wing of uh, T-Ray lately. So T-Ray's sort of been mentoring him a little bit, uh, which is a good thing for me because I look at T-Ray and how successful he's been. You know, you know how you gauge uh, the success of somebody? by how much the old heads fuck with them on social media. Yes. <laughs> like, I, he, I watched uh, T-Ray talks, and he has a lot of wisdom to him because he's a smart guy. Yeah. It's not even about his experience or mileage in the business. It's just the fact that he watches a lot of wrestling, and he knows it, and he's trained it. He understands it. Yep. And when he goes, yeah, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> and then you see, like, all the old heads go, yeah, you don't understand a business. <laughs> you know, like, you know. Whipping out their banjos and shit, <laughs> scribes unto themselves. T Ray gets it. And, but not only does he get it, he doesn't have an ego about yeah. it. It's beautiful. Yeah, and 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 this is to to see him reaching out to somebody like this. Did you see this shit where Dusty Wolf was just talking endless shit at T Ray about some shit? It's like I love. I Dusty. miss that. I love Dusty. Dude. I love Dusty, but sometimes you know you were involved in that conversation. You need to dial your fanboy shit back a little. <laughs> yeah, I like Dusty. I think I too. corrected him. Huh? I think I did. I think I corrected Dusty. Eh. A little bit, a little in, in the bit. The way that I do, a little bit. You know, keep talking, talking about this match. <laughs> so, um, I mean, Nathan Bradley is an extremely talented kid. He's starting to take more and more shows up in Dallas, so we're starting to see him up there. Um, <clears throat> just one of the guys that I think is going to be just just that next athletic um, guy. There's three matches that this... There's two other matches that this three-way kind of reminds me of. The the first being one of the first matches that we had with, where it was Barrett Brown, Sammy Guevara, and, and uh, Ricky Starks. You know, where it's, it's three young, hungry guys that are super athletes. And my God, that... You know, the fact that that even happened in our company? 
pretty That's crazy, history, right? Yeah, and it's still one of the best ladder matches that we've ever hosted. Anybody's ever hosted because it wasn't just about the ladders; it was about the the story. Is the Sammy versus Lindsay Dorado versus Matt Cross match? Great match! Jesus Christ! We just, we just threw three super athletes in there and, and let them have it. And I, I think the next person to talk about is ASF, who is just the smoothest lucha influenced guy um, that I've seen in, in a long time. In, in my opinion, one of the best in Texas today. Yeah. There's always going to be an argument about who's the best. ASF though. He's at the top. He's in the top five contenders for that, in my opinion. Yeah, just so technically talented. Um, you see a lot of guys that do that style, and it's just it's rough around the edges, and they have to like mold themselves into it being yeah. smooth. He's just naturally smooth. Mellifluous, um, beautiful. <laughs> this guy, I've been watching him endlessly for the last two years and just rubbing my fingertips <laughs> together going, ah, we got to do something someday. You it know? gives you that fucking, you know, first hour of Nitro feel. Yes. You know, when the Luchador is actually were technically sound and you know he he's trained by Daga who you know a lot of people say is too technical right he is kind of rubs people the wrong way but man he has that flashy he looks like a fucking like Mexican boy band <laughs> he <laughs> does like he, you know they call him the sweet Hispanic boy um he calls himself that and it's just it's crazy he looks like a fucking superstar um and like I can't wait to, to show we're, we're lucky that we're coming back now because this guy's probably going to evaporate in the next year yeah, that's yeah. my opinion 20, uh, 2022 is going to be his his year Yeah, he's going to go somewhere and then uh, we end with Pistolero who is you know amazing presentation and just an unknown commodity like he's He's been basically with heavy metal, and he's starting to slowly get out there. But this dude is so talented, and when uh, when he has those moments when he's paired off with with like a, a Prince Adam, or he's paired off with you know somebody that can really go, you, you start to see it like, holy shit, there's a lot there. So yeah, and and one of the things that we kind of like have to drive home is like a lot of our fan base, a lot of the people who come to our shows they don't know what's going on in other corners of Texas we've always been kind of a nexus I think in terms of going hey this shit is amazing Uh, Pistolero his gimmick is that he is a blind luchador and he has like a blindfold on he's very much in the vein of like characters like Zatoichi uh, who um, if you're a nerd like me you know him as the blind samurai but He's a luchador. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's he's going to go out there. He's going to do something that just, in terms of cinematic presentation, will grab you. But also just in terms of his God-given ability, his athleticism. These guys just uh, together, holy shit. We're, we're throwing, you know... We're throwing combustible elements into a fucking beaker and just watching it explode. It's going to be overkill. That's all I can say, but that's what we want. We want to open up with the face melter, and that's what we got. And, like, I truly believe that a year, two years down the road, we're going to be like, holy fuck, those three were in a match together. Yeah. Free show, you know. Um, So I... Make sure you're there early. Make sure you've got your spot. Do not miss this first match. Period. 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 Yeah. Um... Then we go into we go into kind of a, a little bit of 
what Inspire was, a little bit of new faces. This uh, this trios matches is a, a really good mix. We couldn't we couldn't do an exhibition without featuring great women's wrestling. Yeah, because that's what what we've been about. I know, like eh, at the start, we were very resistant to at the start of the company yeah. many years ago. We didn't want to feature women's wrestling unless it could be great. Well, guess what? It's great now. And, you know, it had been great in our company for many years at this point. Rachel, God damn, I think one of her first wrestling shows, indie wrestling shows, was was, Inspire. And so this is is hugely important. I've had so much faith in her. She has continued to grow by leaps and bounds. Uh, And... She will be facing off against someone that she's actually familiar with as an opponent, but also someone who is the fact that this is a free show and you're getting you're getting out of state talent. You're getting out yeah. of state talent. Heather Monroe. Yep. Who's who's tearing it up. Um, she's all over. Um, she's uh, originally from California, Killer Bays. Um, she's done quite a bit on her own recently, like um, just getting to see her live was was what said okay that's that's it <laughs> there's something there there's something special there um and she just she just kind of has that that flair that we it sort of reminds me god i, I hate to go back and, t- and toss names because it puts weird expectation right? yeah but like when i first saw porsche live and it was just like okay there's that that flair there's that something special when you, you get to see them live um she just kind of sort of has that star power. She has charisma. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And charisma is something you can't teach. Yeah. You can't get it in a school. You're born with it, or you aren't. Yeah. And Heather has it. And then you know, styles make fights, and I think both of these two styles are match up to to what's going to be a great fight. Between yeah, them. absolutely. Very excited about this one. Uh, so, fans of women's wrestling. This is what you should love. Yeah. And uh, you call it gatekeeping? I don't give a shit. It's good. That's the yeah. end. It, the end of it. And that's that's how we were going to want to present it. Yeah. Going forward and, you know, what you've seen out of us from before. Like, that's not stopping. No, absolutely not. The next match on the card, uh, something I had... Um, <laughs> pretty much heavy hand in and I think something that we've been kind of evolving in terms of a concept for a year as we talked about what we want to do when we came back um, right before we kind of plunged into hiatus we were really looking at bringing back Scotty Santiago who had been doing great shit in heavy metal had done a lot of stuff in Mexico had really just grown. I mean, yeah. there are very few people who are as disciplined, but he's not only disciplined, but he's funny. Yeah. Like he's just, he has a tremendous sense of humor about him, but he also just has just, uh, as he's a genetic freak when I look at him. He's just, he's conditioned to be what a pro wrestler should yeah. be. He's, he's that weird, like, Luthez in shape. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. He's not, I mean, he, a lot of people out there in pro wrestling are like, oh, does he look like a pro wrestler? And it's like, what do you mean by that? And it's like, there, there, there are guys who are like, um, they're like body specimens. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. bodybuilders. And it's like, that's fine. Can I go off on a historian? Go right? ahead. Go for like, it. If you think about it, what they're talking about 
in the 80s was not like I'm sure the guys then were like well these fucking muscle heads don't look like pro wrestlers because that's not what guys in the 70s look like mm-hmm. right so it wasn't until the 80s I mean, where look at the Von Erics weird bodybuilder yeah and they were just genetic freaks honestly yeah but like that was not what wrestlers looked like wrestlers looked like Scotty fucking Santiago yes in my opinion Scotty is the epitome physically of what a professional wrestler has looked like through the ages and I don't just mean just even through the 80s I mean the good pro wrestlers the guys that could move the guys that could just be athletic you know to me a real pro wrestler probably looks more like a baseball player physically. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, you know, then you've got these guys who are just like, oh, they got to look fucking swole as shit. And it's like, well, you know, this guy can't even wipe his ass. Yeah. You know, what about, if I'm going to get a fight with this guy, all I have to do is lay on the ground. He can't do shit. <laughs> like, he can't run. Like, there's just no speed to him. There's no flexibility to him. But with a guy like Scotty, this guy has, he has it all, okay? So we decided that we wanted to do this thing where we brought Scotty in with some folks that he felt a kindredship to, uh, which is more, I guess, akin to like, would you say like a shooter style? Yeah, definitely. Technic- more like, the shooter style. It's, it's so funny because you could refer to this group literally as Los Technicos, but they're heelish. Yeah. They're not very, I don't know, There's yeah. they're very serious about what they do. Yes. Yeah, that, that's the common three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Three? Yeah. Threme. That's Threme. the three. That's the yeah. I can't even spin that one. Yeah. You need to lay off the fucking news. The lean? Stop doing shots, dude. Man, I've been in Houston too much. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, this 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 team is is uh, rounded out by uh, Killikate Folsom. Killikate, who's an amazing uh, female wrestler from God, Dallas. This, this girl can talk. And um, I like I was looking at her, and I like I like her because she is different in her presentation than anybody else doing what she's doing in Texas right now but she can also work her ass off and that's what made me fall in love with her I'm just like ah oh, and just she can talk I'm gonna make a, a reference and you're gonna get it and maybe like two other people listening but fuck it she reminds me a little bit of Amanda Fox I can see it. You know, yeah. That when when she first started. Anyway, she's she's a delight. I love I love Kate. Um, it's weird to fall in love with these people that I'm not actually working with, and whom I've never even interacted with on a personal or social level. To see how they handle themselves, right? Yeah, I've never I've never done this, yeah. but it, it's like remote booking one on one. Yeah. But I I have an incredible amount of faith in her. And I'm excited to see what she brings to the table in this match. And of course, this is interesting. Uh, the guy rounding out this shit, Aaron Mercer. Um, I'm going to say this right now, and you may not appreciate it, but I appreciate it. There's something kind of like shades of light, but Gary J about Aaron Mercer to me. I, yeah. I see that. Um, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, Aaron was a guy that was actually supposed to work for us uh, a few shows before our last, but he, uh, he incurred an injury, and he was replaced. Uh, but I don't, I don't think you can completely replace a guy like Aaron Mercer. There's just something really unique about him, his energy, his personality. He's like one of those guys that, like, you look at him and you, you know, you're like, oh, he's like a, he's like a bucket of parts, but like, 
There's something kind of scary about him. Yeah. So Aaron Mercer played college basketball. A scholarship athlete, an actual athlete, you know, and has trained in MMA, has trained in boxing. I would um, not fuck with Aaron Mercer. Like that's that's an athlete that knows how to put your lights out. Like yeah, he's a scary dude. Um, and but you're gonna look at him like the average person because he's been so acclimated and trained yeah. to think like, oh, this guy who's been left to light. I mean, the swole guy. No. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about. I talked about this with T. Ray a few months ago, and. I'm a door guy by yeah. trade or was a door guy by trade, right? I've been in a lot of fights. Most of my teeth have been knocked out in fights, legitimate fights. Can confirm. Yes. And uh, there, when I see a guy who's swole up, I look at him and go, oh, it's fluff muscle. The guys that I am really always wary of getting in a fight with are... The guys, like, honestly, Mexican national types who fucking move furniture all day, they don't look, like, athletic conventionally, but because you know that they have just been, they work all fucking day moving shit, taking the hardest tasks nobody wants to take. When I look at Mercer, I see a little something like that in that guy, and it makes me just like... That guy, he's so nice. He's sweet. But, like, if I were to legitimately get in a fight with him, I would not want to do it. it. And that's part of the scary part, too, is, like, a lot of guys have to be motivated by something outside. They have to have a chip on their shoulder. They have to be pissed off and provoked. Mercer's a guy that can just calm and coolly fucking dissect somebody if he had to. Yeah. You know, he doesn't even have to be mad about it. And that is a scary thing when you really think. Yeah, about. yeah. He is, uh, to him, being in the ring, that's a workshop. Yeah. You know? But so we we have this, this uh, trifecta, this new brood and inspire, which is Scotty, who has traveled to this point, just a genetic freak. Kate, who is just the epitome of, in my opinion, she's just got that fucking shooter smarm. She'll be smug, and she knows she's yeah. smug because she can get it done. And you have Mercer, who's yeah. just—he's very clinical about it. Yeah. And he's—you know—if if, you're—if if you get into it with him, you're fucked, in my opinion. So we have these guys up against another trio, which I have honestly, personally, handpicked. Um, as we all know, T. Ray Watford. Inspire favorite. We've seen this guy go from just putting on great performances. Even when he loses, he's impressive. Yeah, he really he had the rocket pack <coughs> right before we uh, yeah we shut down, and you know that was that was rough for us. That was rough for him because he was really going places. Yeah, and you sort of saw that in some other companies throughout the pandemic. You kind of saw. That that skill and, and what he could be. Well, now he gets to come back home, right? Now he gets to do it with Inspire. You know, and that means yeah. something to him. I mean, he didn't start here. He hasn't been here. I mean, he's been in a lot of companies. Yeah. But I remember when I told him that we were coming back for this, he was like, 
like tearful. He was yeah. just like, this is home. I'm so excited to be back. It meant a lot to me. Like I, you know, I know, I know Trent, I know T-Ray Trenty. His real name is Trenty. Um, I hate that T-Ray shit. I hate that Ray of Light shit. I'm always like fucking with him and singing that Madonna song at him. But that's, that's our relationship. Like, you know, we kind of bust each other's chops. Uh, T-Ray's a good person. Um, he has a great story. Just as a guy, like, T-Ray basically got into pro wrestling because his kid saw it on TV and said, hey, Dad, I bet you could do that. Yeah. And he just chased it. And he's really thrown himself into it. And uh, he has just always endlessly impressed me. From the first time I met him, he showed up like in his Sunday best <laughs> to set up a ring, yeah. which just shows his discipline. Uh is how hard he's willing to work for anything. Um, even when he went out there and he didn't exactly come out on top, he impressed. Um, one of the last things he did in Inspire was a battle royal, and he came. It came down to Will Allday, who had really not performed in our company before, and T-Ray, and both of those guys got dueling chance, which is ridiculous yeah. for guys that no one really had connected with previously on our stage but uh, T-Ray will be the captain of the opposing team um, has a legitimate pedigree as uh, just a, a, someone who trains in hand-to-hand -hand combat and in the military uh, for his age too Yeah, I know he hates me mentioning this but like I'm 44 and I look at that dude and he's like 36, 37 and I'm just like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Most people can't guess his age. This guy, he's a he's a freak too, freak unto himself. Well trained, great disposition, has a great mind for the business. Really happy to have him back. And, and you, I mean, we just talked about intrinsic motivation. Like that guy is a self motivated dude. Yes, I cannot say enough good about him. And then we have. Uh, his uh, his his teammates, Prince Adam. I'm gonna go into first. Um, Adam is one of those guys that just has it. He has it. You watch his promos. He's a little smaller in stature, but I, I typically tend to be one of those people who's like, okay, so a guy is small. It doesn't matter. The smallest guy can whip your ass up when you're having a bad day or even a good day. It doesn't matter. You look at a guy like Bruce Lee. You know, wrestling is really about fighting science, and so is martial arts. Adam has been all over the state in the last two years. And, yeah, man, fuck. I just remember him being, seeing him, not even really thinking forward to, hey, you're going to be a guy working in this company eventually. He showed up to help me set up chairs, the ring, whatever. And he just had such a, an incredible bright light inside of him. Yeah, this is the guy that ran the clock. Yes, the, he ran at the, uh, at the basketball, right? Yes, he did. Like, and then with like, then graduated to like ringing the bell, and like literally from the ground up, whatever he could do to help. And like, <clears throat> when you think about it, before we left, he had the match with with Ricky, right? That, I think that was probably the the peak of what he had had had, and then the and it was a phenomenal was match. A lot of people like, didn't have faith in it, yeah. but, like, that match. Holy well, like, fuck. Just think, like, 
how much more there is to show you of, of Prince Adam and like it, the, just the change from that to where he is now what you're gonna see uh, on this show yeah he's he's a phenomenal talent phenomenal talker he could probably lead me like the Pied Piper off a cliff man this guy's he's just got a gift I also like him because there's something invariably sweet about him, but he's also really angry about how shitty the business is. Uh, people have called me a very angry person in terms of just how they perceive the business. I think Adam might be my rival. <laughs> uh, there's very few people that I really enjoy talking about the business with. T-Ray's one of them. Adam is the other one. But this guy, he's just, you know, he's he's super academia. He's he's a ACH alumni. Yeah. You know, he's he's worked hard. He's a lot going for him. But he's just also got that charisma, that id factor, and uh, in a lot of ways, he is a he's a fully formed just package to me. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm so excited to to unleash him. You know. Yes. Uh, and also, to round this out, we have uh, Vert Vixen. The biggest thing with Vert is Vert does all the little things you can't teach. There's there's a lot of little things that Vert does that, that you could never teach somebody how to do. Um, this is another one where I'm going to drop a name that's going to put a lot of pressure on her. But it reminds me of the first Ricky Starks match that I saw. Where yeah. it wasn't so much the moves or even the psychology at that point. I think it was like his third match. It's just a personality. Little personalities and little flares and transitions that you're like, holy shit, that person gets it. Yeah. Um, so I I see a big future in front of, of Vert Vixen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she's, she, she's also just like... She's one of those people that's like, there's like, I think one of the things that, that really defeats me clicking with someone is ego, you know? And I, I don't, I don't, I don't sense that. Yeah. And, and like, of all the students in Texas over the past like 10, 20 years, probably the one that has a right to an ego, seeing her media background. Yeah. And like, nothing. Whatever it takes to help. Man. I've seen her whole you know, cameras. Like, there are a lot of wrestlers who were maybe not as technically gifted as others. Yeah. Who got over very fast and also on a grand scale. Yep. Vert is one of those people who is quickly growing in terms of her skill set. Yeah. But she has a great look and she's also got a performance pedigree. There's yes. something. There's a lot going on here. Uh, she was someone that we wanted to get on the card ages ago. Yeah. Where it just didn't work out. You know, a lot of people are just like uh, eager to get on the card, and when you see somebody who's capable and has gifts, you don't always necessarily just want to throw them against the wall. You want it to be the right spot. You, you want it to be the right spot. You want to use them appropriately. We suffered in terms of kind of wanting to do the right thing with her. Yeah. And I feel like coming back into this, this is definitely an opportunity where we're like, oh, we could use her in a way that makes sense. Yeah. 
making sense is something that a lot of people in wrestling don't give a fuck about. You want to know why? Because they're fucking stupid. There are a lot of stupid people in wrestling. I'm not going to call them stupid. They're stupid. They're, they're short. They're fucking dumb, biz. <laughs> a lot of fucking dumb jocks in the business. God you know it. it. No. Fucking dumb jocks, uh, biz. They, they are focused on their little... Their little world. They don't always look at the big picture. So yeah, uh, the hierarchy. Yeah, hi- it, fucking hierarchy. It kind of. You know what? I'm sorry, but you know what? You know, no, 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 no. I'm gonna say this right now. You know what, man? A rock can be there forever. A, a fucking dog turd can be in a yard forever. Inertness does not mean someone earns something. Okay? You've got to be good. You've got to have a gift. And I don't care how much you, you work at it. It's kind of like. The same thing as being a writer. Some people can tell a story. Some people can't. Don't give a fuck if you went to college for it. Doesn't mean you're going to automatically be better than me, motherfucker. Okay? You have to have a gift. A gift! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know I'm right. (laughs) I know. I'm trying to keep it positive. I'm trying to keep positive. I'm being positive. I'm so, just saying some people got no talent. And then, uh, you know, nope. Vert, it's clearly there. And, yes. And it's... Uh, Vert! I do want to... Vert, I you do, talented girl. Yeah, but anyway. I do want to speak to the, the thing that we talked about, about the right spot, right? Yeah. Like, a, a lot of people, they... Did you, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta get on, I gotta get on. It's actually doing you a disservice if I just put you and I throw you... If I treat you like Keith Lee in Houston and I just put you in a match... Versus putting you in a spot in a match that showcases what you can be and then grow you from there. Right. That's one of the things that we always do. We always really try to go, if we see somebody and they have something, a spark of something, you want to fan that spark. You want to turn it into something. And, And I think that takes us into our main event with Brian Keith. Yeah. You know, this is a guy, how many times in creative meetings did that name come up where it just wasn't the right spot? No. And now the motherfucker's like, you know, the the one of the top guys in Texas, arguably the best best wrestler in Texas right now, and um, has been seeing, you know, uh, Mouse from uh, Indianapolis kind of jumped on him, Big Stark's brand, and that blew up. Like, this is a guy that's that's extremely talented. Watches his tape. He, like that's what I love about him. Like you don't see the old tape heads as much. Right? No. Guys watch their wrestling. This dude's a fucking tapehead. This dude, like, I'll go to send this guy something and he'll be like, holy shit, yeah, I watched that two days ago. Have you seen this? Like, I, I don't get that. Like, I'm usually, like, showing people stuff they've never seen before, right? So for him to, to be able to come back at me like that and, and you know, I know he's, he's watching a lot of stuff, right? And, um, just that style, that that hard hitting style, is uh, is something I'm really pumped to to bring in and inspire. So yeah, this is another one that enjoy it now. I don't know how long it's gonna last, right? Yeah, this guy, whew. I think we always kind of pump people for who did you see at this at this event? Who did you see down south? Yeah. Who did you see? Who impressed you? Who should be working here? Yeah. The name that consistently came back was Brian motherfucking Keith. Yep. Just endlessly. Brian Keith. Brian Keith. And and I tend to be real skeptical. But once I sat down and really started watching him, 
It was just, it was undeniable. I tend to, I tend to be kind of a snob. And Which is a good thing. It is a good thing. But I will say that he passed my fucking... Your, your snob test? He's passed my snob <laughs> test. You had the, the Marlette. You were swirling just, it in the dude, glass. Dude, he just... He, yeah, yeah. Like, I fucking... I was fucking swirling around my mouth and then spit it in the bucket. This guy, he has it. But there's an intensity. There's a scariness. Yeah. He's a pro wrestler's wrestler. Like, <laughs> like we talked about with Scotty yeah. Mercer. He's yeah. a pro wrestler's wrestler. Absolutely. Um... And when we were talking, we were talking about putting him in a match with various people. This was a tough match to book. Yeah. Um, there were various names that we came up with. One person in particular was teased based on their interest in apparently working with us again. Yeah. But then they came back with this, with this just insane, just titty baby rate that I'm not even gonna I'm not I'm not gonna go into it yeah. I'm gonna go into it a little bit I'm just I'm not, I'm not gonna name names but we wanted to do something special that that Brian Keith in my opinion at that point and at this point deserved and uh, it just didn't work and so we began to think about guys that we respect emphatically I think Guys that in the locker room are over. Yeah. Um, and we arrived upon a guy who we felt, in my opinion, one of the best in Texas. Yes. Um, uh, undeniably. Right? Undeniably. I, I don't think anybody that knows their soup, who knows what they're doing, who understands wrestling. And I mean, I'm talking about all the fanboys out there who, who like give him shit and call him Lord Littlebrook if you look at him and you look at what he does and you look at him as a performer and a wrestler and you don't get it you don't know wrestling oh yeah Jay Sirius is wrestling yes and he is a wrestler's wrestler regardless of his stature regardless of that shit very few guys are as Learned, as dedicated, as good as he is. He may be a little shorter, but you know what? Lots of badasses were short. Who gives a fuck? And the technical, like, knowledge and skill and execution is... Like, he he's a craftsman. He's also one of the only people that's ever made me flinch. Oh, yeah? yeah I'm not proud of that. <laughs> But I remember having a discussion with him and just him kind of, it wasn't a good talk and he kind of like bowed up and I flinched and I, I realized, and that doesn't happen a lot with me. I mean, I'm like, there's something about this guy deep down. There's something troubled. There's something he, first of all, no matter all the awful shit that this guy has been through. He has clung to pro wrestling. Yeah. He believes in it. It is his savior. Yeah. It has kept him from probably doing a lot of bad shit. I, I think I respect, too. He's one of the few people that approaches wrestling as an artist. He's an academic. Yeah. He's an academic and he's an artist. Yeah. There's, like, nobody else really like that that I know. He, he's, 
hands down, he may be the smartest pro wrestler that I know. And the the cool thing is, when we put these two together, they're going to make beautiful, beautiful violence. It's going to be nuts. Did we mention that this match, <laughs> Jay Sirius, Brian Keith, the bounty hunter, this will be for the Lawless Darkness title. If you haven't been paying attention, it's not just this annual prize, folks. It's going to be a belt from now on. And at Bastards Don't Get Christmas Presents, we will be debuting a new title. This is huge. Yep. You stupid motherfuckers. Anyway, no, you're not stupid, you're not a motherfucker. I just, I just gotta go, I gotta go, this is important. You know, I gotta, I gotta go, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta like lift it up. You know what I mean? You go all Lewis Black on me. Over yes, I gotta go, this is important. You know what I mean? Dude, this is, and what's really cool is this is sort of, we, you know, we don't focus a lot on whatever other people are doing, but this is sort of a dream match in Texas right now. Yeah, guys haven't touched in about three years. Oh man! So, um, to, <laughs> a to, lot of people, wrestlers, when they ask, "What are you meaning with? What are you meaning with? What are you meaning with?" Because you know, like people are always like brother brothering you, yeah. like, "Hey, man, brother brother, you get a spot." Blah blah, blah blah blah. You get a lot of that, but a lot of people are like, "Who? What are you meaning with?" And we said. Jay Sirius versus Brian Keith. People were like, holy shit, that's going to be insane. But it's going to be insane on an entirely organic, evil level. Because it's also going to be a hardcore match. Yep. Hardcore match with the Lawless Darkness title defined. Whoever walks away f from this... Walks away with a lawless darkness title. And it's free. It's free. It's fucking free. It's free. But beyond that, too, though, I think one of the things that a lot of people, one of the things creatively that I was really happy with was the idea that titles could go up against titles to determine rankings. Yep. Or titles can be ranked. So while there's no secondary title, essentially, yeah. if if a, if a title doesn't feel important enough, that challenger who holds that belt, they can go after what they perceive to be the main title. We will. And elevate it. Yeah. So when Inspire comes back, there's going to be a lot of inter-championship matches that really determine who is the primary champion of Inspire. Absolutely. And that's that's a big part of this, right? Yeah. The, whoever wins this match is going to have a, a piece to play, right? They're going to exactly. have a chip to fucking push into the table. Exactly. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's been two years. We we don't know where everything stands. We get, Every title has been stripped. Ro roll the proverbial ball out and let's figure it out. Yeah. So, I mean, we're hoping that you will join us on December 12th. Help us generate a buzz. Help us talk about this event. Drag friends to it. No one has to pay for a ticket. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing that's helped inspire growth <laughs> since day one. When you bring your friends out, when you talk to people about how good of a time you had and how great the shows are, that helps us more than anything else. Right. That word of mouth is, is our lifeblood. Exactly. So... Whatever you guys do, whatever you guys say, whoever you preach the gospel to, 
it's going to help us find our new home. And from that point on, we're just going to keep plugging away, man. I mean, no matter what happens in, in the universe, yep. we're just going to keep going. So uh, please join us on December 12th for Bastards Don't Get Christmas Presents at the Yellow Jacket Social Club downtown on the east side. Four matches. A hell of a lot of talent. Be there. No tickets. No seating. You can walk in the door and you're just going to see a lot of kick-ass action. We hope to see you there. We'll be there. Hey, come say hi. Yeah. Come, we've missed you guys. We missed. Yeah, we've missed you. Just come come give us a hug. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm going to be masked up. Masked up and vaxxed up. Maxed, yeah, masked up and vaxxed up. We'll be there. Hope to see you there. Uh, let us know what you think of the show.